Christ in the book of Acts. You can hear me? Yeah? Hallelujah. <clears throat> so, I'm going to read this morning from Acts chapter 12, the verses 1 to 19. It's a wonderful story. And this story shows us the power of God and uh, the influence we have when we pray. There is something happening when we pray. Our prayers are not going just to the ceiling. They go up to the throne room of God. Amen? Hallelujah. And I call it the nerve center of the universe. That's the throne room of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Chapter 12, X from verse 1 on. Now about that time, Herod the king laid hands on some who belonged to the church in order to mistreat him. And he had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. Now in what now it was during the days of unleavened bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivered him to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending or after the Passover to bring him out before the people. So Peter was kept in the prison, but prayers for him was being made fervently by the church to God. On the very night when Herod was about to bring him before, forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and guards in front of the door were watching over the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter's side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Gird yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and continued to follow. And he did not know that was what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. God can do great things, hallelujah. Thinks God does something, they look like unreal. It is real, hallelujah. It is real what Jesus does. Hallelujah. The world might not understand it, but it is real. When Peter came to himself, he said, now I know for sure that the Lord... Oh, I missed the verse 10, didn't I? Yes, yeah, so I go back to 10. When they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened, by them, uh, opened them by itself. And they went out and went along on one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know 
for sure that the Lord has sent his angel and uh, rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. And when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was also called Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. There was a Friday prayer evening, as we have it also in our church. They were praying the whole night. And he knocked at the door, at the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer when she recognized Peter's voice because of her joy. She did not open the gate but ran in and announced that Peter was standing in front of the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. They kept saying, it is so. It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when he had opened, or when they had opened the door, they saw him and were amazed. But mentioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had let him out of the prison. And he said, report these things to James and the brethren. Then he left and went to another place. Now when the day came, there were no great disturbance among the soldiers as to what have, have become of Peter. When Herod had searched for him and had not found him, he examined the guards and ordered that they be led away for execution. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and was spending time there. That means Peter was going. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise your wonderful name. It's so wonderful to be together as your people, Lord. And this morning we thank you for what you have done for us on the cross, Lord, and what you have done in your church, in the first and early church. We thank you, Lord, and your hand is not too, too short that you couldn't help. You will help and you did help here in this case with Peter. We thank you and we bless your wonderful name, I pray, Lord, this morning that you may give grace to speak your word, grace to receive your word, and also grace to act upon your wonderful, glorious word, the word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now the early church had very much of persecution. And we see here Herod the king he switched into four-wheel drive of persecution. He meant it serious, and he started killing people. And there was James, and he was, as we read it in the Bible, James was beheaded, and so on. And now there was the other one in Jerusalem, responsible for the church in Jerusalem, and his name was Peter. And now he looked what is what uh, this Peter is going to do. And he caught him, seized him, and put him into prison. And he thought, now, because he wanted to keep 
the Passover in a right manner. And interesting, it was the same time when Jesus was uh, taken captive. That was about Passover time. And now he put him as, uh, for the time being in prison. And the church heard about what did the church do? Anybody has the answer? Prayer. They didn't reach around in the church a uh, writing petition. Let our dear brother Peter go. We need him in the church and send the petition to Herod. No. They didn't do it. They were praying. Hallelujah. Are your knees still alright to be bent? Are they still alright to be bent? And that's so important. And we see the church was praying. Hallelujah. The persecution did no longer come from the so-called spiritual authorities. Now there were the political, political authorities behind. Herod, he realized because what he did to James, it gave him much fame. People were happy about it. And how it is with, with politicians, they want to have the favor of the people. And that's nowadays exactly the same. When politicians do something and they realize that people like it, then they feel secure. Now we see here, Herod, he was actually the nephew of that Herod who killed John the Baptist. And he was the uncle or grandfather, grandson rather, yeah. He was the grandson of Herod who ordered the child massacre in Bethlehem. We see the line of Herod the king was the line of Satan. And the Bible speaks about very clearly in first, or actually in chapter 3 in uh, Genesis. And the posterity of Herod was the seed of the serpent. And you remember what the Lord said, Genesis 3.15, every Christian should know this verse by heart because it will always happen to you. There is enmity. And the Bible says here, and that's what the Lord said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he, the seed of the woman, is he, capital H, he shall bruise you on the head and you will bruise him on the heel. Now we see here very clearly Herod was the opposite against the, the church and he hated the church and he thought that the people would favor him about it. Peter was captured and put in prison. And now he was bound with two chains. And the Bible says here there were four squads of soldiers. A squad is four soldiers. And four times four is how, what? Is 16. There were 16 soldiers kept keeping Peter in check or under check that he will not escape. But he didn't escape. He waited till the Lord did something. Obviously, Peter was prepared also to give his life for Jesus because he experienced the Lord so powerfully. 
What a clear decision of Peter. He was determined to follow the Lord Jesus. And all the other thing, he left it up to the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. You make sure that your walk with the Lord is clear and everything will come to pass what the Lord will. And it will come the way that pleases the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. His ways are always good, whether you like them or not. But I tell you something, if you say yes to his ways, he will lead you wonderfully. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Peter said to Jesus, I will even go to, into death with you. And I will uh, do all these things, of course, that came to pass. And Peter, years, years, years later, he was beheaded as well. And we see here, Peter was captured. And uh, when Peter was in prison, he had to learn. And that's what our dear brother uh, said this morning. Not to defend himself. Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. And Jesus forgave them. And Peter learned not to fight in carnal matters. Amen? Hallelujah. It's so important that we don't fight carnally. If we fight carnally, God can't do anything. God protects those who walk with him. And we see it here in Peter's case so wonderfully. We have a scripture, and then what Jesus said, Peter put this sword in the sheath. It doesn't belong into your hand. And in John chapter 18, verse 10 and 11, the Bible says, Simon Peter, then having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. And the slave's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put the sword into the sheath, the cup which the Father has given me Shall I not drink? Jesus knew here exactly this action of Peter was not right. Don't draw your, your sword. But Jesus said very clearly, I must drink this cup. Peter, I don't need your sword. We don't need any, any defense from anyone. The Lord is our Defender. Amen? Hallelujah. The Lord is our defender. The church used this weapon of prayer. Now the whole night the church was praying. A whole prayer night. I did it sometimes with a brother, pastor brother, having prayer night. I tell you what, it's a hard time starting perhaps at 8, 9 o'clock and then praying through the whole night on your knees. Mind you, it's not easy. I know what it means. And sometimes sleep will come over you. I remember when Benny was still here with us. You remember Benny Foreman? And we had a time of prayer in my study. 
and I was kneeling, he was kneeling, and I fell asleep while he was still praying. But I know the Lord has forgiven me. I wasn't a good, very, exa- very good example for this young man. But the Lord has forgiven me. It's not easy, but the church was praying the whole night. The whole night through. That is something. That is something. You can discuss a whole night about things, but praying a whole night, that is working. That is working. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God will bless us. And we see the whole church was praying through. Now it could be that also there was crying and weeping. They loved their dear brother Peter. As I love my dear brother Peter here as well. And isn't it wonderful when he comes with all these interesting reports, when he comes from his holidays, Hallelujah. Thank you, Peter. And be a witness wherever the Lord sends you with your four-wheel drive. Hallelujah. It is so wonderful. Now the church was also perhaps weeping about Peter. And he was sleeping. And the church was on their knees. Now when Peter was there chained between two soldiers, whatever he would have done, if he would have lifted up his hand for prayer, for instance, the soldiers would have realized that because then the chain would have become too short and they would have realized, here's some movement. Perhaps he will will escape. No, he was sleeping very, very well. Hallelujah. And that's wonderful. Even in the midst of storm, you can sleep. In the midst of storm, you have safety in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How would you prescribe safety? How would you prescribe it? Because you feel safe behind Total submission, yeah, that's. But you are not feeling safe be, behind a uh, sheep. Yeah, you are not behind a um, glass that is that is shielded. No, no. But you will feel safe in the hands of Jesus. Hallelujah. Safe in the arms of Jesus. It's a wonderful, wonderful song. The the church was praying. Now the Lord answered the church's prayer. And we can read verse 7. And it says there, Behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter's side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Hallelujah. Now we see here what happened. Peter was sleeping. And in verse 7, that's what I assume. If you can go with me. 
Verse 7, that's what I assume. When Charles Wesley wrote this hymn, this wonderful hymn, And can it be that I should gain an interest of my Savior's blood? And then he came to the third verse. The third verse, I feel, is almost a copy of verse 7 in Acts chapter 12. His verse number 3 was, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. These were these two soldiers, sin and nature's night. And then, thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke the dungeon, what was it? Flamed with light, like it was in the dungeon with Peter. Flamed with light. I woke. No, my chains fell off, like Peter. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went up, and followed thee. Hallelujah. I think our dear brother Charles Wesley might have taken this verse as an inspiration for verse 3. And can it be? Hallelujah. That's so wonderful. God fights always his battles with light. Amen. He doesn't fight it with, in carnal way, not with weapons of carnal, carnality. He fights his light, his battle always with light. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why we have been called children of, of God and children of light. We are children of light. Amen? And that's why wherever you are, let the light shine from you. To the people, hallelujah. There was a famous song at the time of the Jesus people. And I'm sorry, uh, I'm not sure if, it, if anybody could remember this song. The song went like this. Jesus people come together. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let us come and pray together. Let your light shine. And this Jesus people, so-called revival, others called this revolution, this was so great, and many, many came to Jesus. Hallelujah. That light was just shining, and these acts, drug um, addicts, they had a light shining for Jesus. And we see it also in the Bible says in John 1, 5. The light shines into the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. That means the darkness could not overcome it. Is there anything that could overcome the light? If you have a, a torch, you know the torch? And you shine into a dark place, you can see the beam. Can't you? That's a, a beam of life. Is there anything, I ask you, is there anything like a darkness torch? 
You can't shine darkness into a light place, can you? No. In order to make darkness in a room, you have to cover the source of light. And that means in order that Satan might overcome us, the light has to be covered. And Jesus is the light. He never can be covered. He shines and shines. Hallelujah. Now we read also the same and similar action in Matthew 28 when Jesus rose again and the women came to the, to the um, tomb and they were discussing about, now how can we roll this heavy, heavy stone from the tomb? Now the stone was perhaps a huge wheel sizzled out of a stone and it was rolled before the door. And they said, well, who can do that? The ladies looked to each other. They didn't have gone to the gym in order to develop some muscles. No. So they, they can't do it. I can't do it. Mary, can you do it? No. Magdalena, can you do it? No. I can't do it. But the Bible says something in Matthew 28, verse 3 and 4. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And the appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead man. The light where the light shines, all the powers of darkness are, are being extinguished, hallelujah, and have no force anymore. If you're battling a battle in your life, I tell you, make sure the light is shining in you. Make sure that the light of Jesus shines out of you, and you will see that the light will conquer darkness. Hallelujah. There's a torch. It's only light. There is no darkness torches around. Is it? No. Light. And that's a wonderful thing. And we are children of life. Of light. They might have perhaps weeping in that night when the church was on the knees. I tell you what, when real dedicated women and men are praying about things serious as it was here with Peter, there may also tears run down their cheek because they loved their brother Peter. But the Bible says something, and that is a psalm of David. Psalm 50, verse 5. For his anger is but a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Hallelujah. The favor of the Lord upon you is for a lifetime. Amen. Is it now upon you? Are you still alive? Amen. The favor of the Lord is for a lifetime. And listen. And weeping may last for the night. 
but the shout of joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. The shout of joy comes in the morning. Glory. Hallelujah. You might have been weeping about a situation or whatever it might be. I don't know. It's only for a night time. Only for a short time. But the morning is coming and there will be rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will see the sun will be shining and the light will be upon your life. Hallelujah. Peter, he needed to be woken up. He was so safe in the arms of Jesus. He had a good sleep without sleeping pills. Amen? Rest in the arms of Jesus and you will be sleeping well. If anybody is using sleeping pills, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Peter didn't take them. He was safe in the arms of Jesus. And perhaps he was snoring as well as man can do. And when a man snores at night, the wives feel secure. Somehow they feel secure. Peter was sleeping fast asleep. The angel had to give him a little knock. And then the angel, wake up, get up. And the moment his chains fell off. Remember Charles Wesley? My chain fell off. My heart was free. I rose and followed thee. Hallelujah. The angel said, okay, get up quickly and put on your sandals. We have to go a walk. Wrap your cloak around you. It might be cold perhaps in the night in Israel it can be cold too. And follow me. This word follow me was very familiar to Peter. The Lord said it once to him. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Hallelujah. Now they went out and the interesting thing, automatic gates is an invention of our time. I've got one at home as well. It's nice. When we come home, we press a button and the door opens. That happened to Peter then. Without electricity, amen? The Bible says, when they came to the gate, the door opened by itself. Hallelujah. The Lord will open doors when you follow the Lord and be close to Him and be dressed the way He wants you to be dressed. Hallelujah. Now the iron gate was opened or was opening by itself. And then Peter came to himself as he went along. He just followed the angel. The angel went for before him, and he just followed. Sometimes it's good not to look around, but just follow Jesus. Just follow Jesus. 
Don't look what other peoples would do. And don't count with them. But look at Jesus. And he has gone before us. Hallelujah. Wherever we are being led by him. And the Lord will bless you. Yes. Peter, he came to himself. All of a sudden he realized it is real. It is a real Jerusalem. These are the real streets. I remember then when I was let into the prison. I went the other way. But now we go the other way. And he came to himself. And that's how it is. Salvation of the Lord is wonderful. The, the psalm said something in Psalm 126 verse 1. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who would dream. Hallelujah. We were like those who dream. That's beautiful and that's wonderful it was. When the Lord redeemed the captives from Zion, we were like those who dream. And Peter went now to the church. The angel was gone. Peter was now to himself. He knew where the churches. He didn't know they were praying. And he didn't announce it in the church bulletin either. We will have a prayer meeting. No, no, no. They were just praying. And when he got there, by the time it was perhaps dawning, and he came there to the house, to the house of John, by the name also called Mark, and they came to Mary's house, and he knocked at the door, at the gate, and this lady, Rona, Rhoda, yeah, not Rona, Rhoda. And this lady, Rhoda, she left to the door and she heard the voice of Peter and she was so ecstatic about it. She forgot to open the, the bolt, pushed it to the side to open the gate, the gate. She came back and ran back and said, Peter is there, Peter is there. There will be joy in the morning. A morning is coming. A morning is coming. And there will be joy in the morning. Hallelujah. She was so surprised for joy. She forgot to open the door. Weeping may last the night only. But... There's a, a shout of joy in the morning. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward for the return of Jesus Christ. He is coming. He is coming. He is coming soon. Hallelujah. He is coming soon. In all the dark times and all the hardships we are experiencing here in this time, will be over. Hallelujah. Weeping is only 
in the night time, but there will be joy in the morning. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. There will be joy in the morning. What a wonderful morning it will be when Jesus I shall see. Hallelujah. What a day it'll be. What a day it'll be. And you know, heaven will start with such a shout of rejoicing. Amen? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, you are so good to us. And Lord, I wanted to bless my brothers and sisters this morning with this word. It is your word. Hallelujah. We can see what you can do, Lord. And we thank the Lord that you also blessed Peter. And Peter became a very important apostle in his apostleship. We thank you for everything you have done. Lord, I pray for everyone this morning here in the church who might be facing hardships, Lord. Weeping is just for the night, Lord, as your word says. But there will be rejoicing of joy in the morning. We are looking forward, Lord, of the day when you will come. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in Him. And put on the weapons of light. Let the light shine. Jesus, people from one turner, let your light shine. Let us come and pray together. Let your light shine. Hallelujah.